You're listening to Hello Vancouver. I'm your host, Temple Lentz. Thank you so much for listening. We have a great show for you today. I sat down to speak with Peggy Sheehan from the City of Vancouver about the Affordable Housing Fund, which was created by a levy that was passed in the City of Vancouver just last fall. Here we go. I'm joined now by Peggy Sheehan, who is the Community and Economic Development Program Manager for the City of Vancouver, Washington. Hi, Peggy. Hi. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for asking. It's always good to see you, Temple. <laughs> well, it's great to have you. And the reason that uh, you're here talking with me today is that we're going to talk a little bit about the Affordable Housing Fund with the City of Vancouver. And we're coming up on some decisions being made for how these funds will be used. But before we get into that, uh, the reason that there is an affordable housing fund is because of Prop 1 that was voted on last fall. Can you sort of give me the nickel tour of what Prop 1 is and was? Great. I'm happy to do that. So um, the city of Vancouver experienced a housing crisis over the last two years with uh, rent increases, uh, 30% rent increases over two years. Some people even had double rent increases over the last couple of years. It really impacted the folks that are lower income. So the city of Vancouver received lots of comments through the city council meetings over the past year talking about uh, the impact of those rent increases and our low vacancy rates. So our glorious council declared a housing emergency, and um, they looked at all the things we could do as a city to impact rents and vacancy rates. They formed a committee. And the committee was called the Affordable Housing Task Force. We met in 2015 for nine months and came up with a whole plan of what we thought a city could do to impact the affordable housing. And that was that was a pretty that was a pretty extensive list, as I recall. It was. We came up with 13 different options. And what were some of the things that were on that list? Some of the things that were on that list were uh, trying to redo some of the of our ordinance to give people longer times for for rent increases. So by that I mean a landlord had has to give people 45 days before they increase their rent, have to give people 60 days before they evict them. And we came up with some other ideas on um, maybe looking at inclusionary zoning, um, changing our current ordinances that would allow for fee waivers for affordable housing, looking at ways that we could try to incentivize housing choice, like, for example, accessory dwelling units. And then the top priority was looking at how do we create a fund for affordable housing in our community? That Then Proposition 1 came out of that. So, like I was saying, the city council declared a housing emergency housing crisis, whatever they, whatever you want to refer that as. And um, then we, the city council voted on putting an, a levy on the ballot, and it was called Proposition 1 because the way the levies work is the first, the first levy is... Like the, the first one that comes first in one is, is one. Prop, yeah, yeah, it's one, second one is two, <laughs> third one is three. So this was Proposition 1. And um, then the nonprofit community 
took that to heart and did all the campaigning for that Cities Can't campaign. Um, we provided lots of educational opportunities for the community, but the nonprofit world is the one went door to door. They did all the advertising, did all the signage, and they did an amazing job. So the nonprofit community pulled together, and they actually knocked on more doors than almost any other proposition in Washington State. Oh my so, goodness! So it was an amazing, it was an amazing um, adventure for them, opportunity for the city, and then, uh, then. Um, another amazing thing is that it passed. So it passed by fif- almost 58%. Yes, which uh, a lot of these, the expectation is the margin isn't, it might seem like 58%. What You know, that's just over half, but that's just over half. Right, exactly. <laughs> you, know, you only need 50% to win and so, or 50 plus one. Um, so that's great. And so what was the, for, for those who don't know, what's the total? So for, this was a tax increase that was passed. So what, uh, what's the effect on, the individual homes, and then what's the total uh, income from it? Great question. The total income is $6 million a year for seven years. And on a on a house that is valued at 250000 it's about $100 a year. Now, it can be a little less depending on how many houses are being built or how many new houses, but it, but that's the math that worked out to be. If your house is valued more, you're going to pay a little bit more. And it's about 36 cents per thousand dollars of value on your house. Now, all that's pretty complicated, but the assessor's office explains that very well. And it's all, so it's within the city of Vancouver, as far as the, the district that is, that is both taxed and where this, these funds are supposed to be applied. Correct. And the reason, one of the reasons we're talking is because that uh, that went into effect. It passed in November, and so this 2017 is when um, that's being applied, and so funds are starting to come in. That is that you, you're right on. So the way that it works is, as taxes are paid, then the city of Vancouver gets that portion. So we, we've collected about $3.3 million. Um, then by the end of the year, we'll have close to $6 million. So what we decided to do is not wait till we get all of the money. So um, we're going to go ahead. We've gone ahead and issued an, what we call an RFP. So we asked for proposals on how, how people would want to use that funding in order to construct or rehab housing that is affordable to folks at 50% of median. Okay. And so 50% of median uh, is 50% of the median income for the area. And what, uh, what does that mean? Okay. We're, we're, we're both, we're both looking at our, at our materials to see what is that number? So when you, so what the, what jurisdictions do is they receive the area median income as the Department of Housing and Urban Development interprets that. Mm-hmm. So, so it's very technical and a little boring. But anyway, for our community right now, for a family of four at 50% of median, it's 36650 a year. 
Okay. So that puts it in a context. Mm -hmm. And so it's for housing for people in that income bracket. In that income bracket. Okay. And the state law will, that that's what the state law requires. So in order to do the levy, we did it under this particular RCW that requires that we spend the money on households that are 50% a median or less. And that's a very low income household. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As you can imagine. And that's for a family of four. So that's. Yeah. For a family of one, that's. Twenty five thousand seven hundred, yeah. and that's that's um, that's probably someone on Social Security, uh, maybe maybe Social Security and food stamps, small pension. So it's very low. And so the money that folks can present their proposals for uh, is for construction and rehab projects. Correct. So um, are you able to talk a little bit about the kinds of projects that you're seeking or that have turned in proposals at this point? Oh, yes, I'd love to. So we went out to the community and, um, the folks that could apply for this fund are mainly developers because it was just for, if you want to build housing, basically, or if you have units already that you want to rent to folks that are 30% of median. So it, it was very, it's a very specific group of folks. We also have funds available for homeowners that are 50% of median or less that we can do rehab on their houses. So what would uh, what kind of project would that be where where you're where it's an individual homeowner and they're living in their home mm-hmm. it, like a roof um, plumbing we do we have that program now and it, it and it's available for folks even at a higher income level but this funding will support the homeowners at a lower income level gotcha we, so, lots of we do lots of roofs through that program um, Lots of, for we have done some foundation work, maybe somebody's house is, you know, they're really, the house is old and maybe shifted, so we try and fix their foundation. Lots of bathrooms, you know, your bathroom wears out, you might need to have some work done on your bathroom to make it more accessible as you age. So, And so these would be, I guess, the, the idea behind those kinds of projects would be that folks are in a home. And this will help them stay there because they might not be able to afford those those renovations. Exactly. Exactly. It's a way to keep people in their homes gotcha. and to maintain our um, housing stock. And if folks apply for that, are, are the individuals applying or are they applying through an agency or a nonprofit? Individuals apply. Uh, we we have it always. We can have individuals apply. We also are working with um property owners that want to rent to low income, maybe help them out. And um, we also are working with agencies that might own housing, and they would apply as well. And then for the new construction, what are the types of projects uh, that would be applying for this this first phase? That's a, that's a great question. So we received five applications Sorry, seven applications for projects that are want to do new construction. And, um, for example, Habitat for Humanity is looking at funding. They do, as we all know, they do great work. Um, the Vancouver Housing Authority is looking for funding that will help some of their projects. Um, REACH is a nonprofit developer of housing that is looking for funding. And then a new company that were, that's just 
has only been around about a year called Housing Initiatives, LLC. And they are also looking at trying to develop affordable housing. And all these folks have different methods of doing that. And so they're, we're pretty excited to be able to partner with any of them. And what are the types of projects that they would uh, be proposing? Are these single-family homes, multifamily apartment buildings? Great question. So Habitat for Humanity, just a single-family homes, as we all know. And the other agencies are looking at um, a, a multifamily housing where some of it would be available to folks that are 50% of median income and some of it would be higher. So it's more of a mixed income they're located throughout the city of Vancouver, not just in one area. Um, they are a mix. We received a mix of projects anywhere from um, four units up to 78 units. Um, combination of nonprofits and nonprofits partnering with for profit developers. Great. What's so you've got three point three available to disperse at this point? Uh, what's the total of the proposals that you got in? That's what a great question. So we our proposals that we received are about five point four million. Uh, so, so decisions are going to have to be made. They'll have to be made, but we're looking at the possibility how we might be able to fund them all, and then maybe like do some shifting next year because not everybody needs. The money right now. You know, somebody might need the money in later in the year. So we're looking at all of that for the for the deliberation and deciding who does get the funding. Uh, what are the what are the criteria? That's another great question. So we we're looking at the costs and number of units, um, income level of the people that they would be renting to. And then we also look at um, the community need. I'll just find it here. We look at the community need, the organizational capacity, how ready they are to move forward, how they've collaborated with other different Agencies, maybe these service agencies that are going to provide some of the help for people that live there. Uh, look at the investment priorities of that particular, uh, of the city and of that particular organization. So we have a small committee that is reviewing these and then they'll make recommendations to council. And city council makes the final decisions. Okay. So, and that, that I, that would be a public hearing then? Correct. And council would do it in, in full, in full session. People could weigh in. Yes, projects that they really support or mm -hmm. might have problems with. Mm -hmm. Exactly. When what's the timeline on that? Another great question. So the we have tentatively scheduled a council work session in August, and with the last two weeks of August, where we would do public hearings. Okay, and then they would make decisions then, and so the decision would be made by early September, it sounds like. What's the timeline for the projects themselves? Say they get the funding, how soon would they be able to you know, put people in homes? Oh, perfect. So we have a couple of projects are, are starting like right now, and we would come in later and take out some of that, the construction costs or loan or things. So some of them might be able to house people by the end of the year. And then some of them the following 2018 and then one even in 2019. And that's that's interesting, too. You said some of them are already in progress. So for at least a couple of these projects, whether they get the funding or not, these projects are happening. 
So that's great as far as helping relieve some of this burden. Exactly. They're happening, and but what the city money will do is help them be able to be rented to a lower income group of folks. Gotcha. So they would be building them anyway, but this will actually create the affordable housing component. Correct. Gotcha. What is the the next phase? You'd said that there's this, this first phase and then there's going to be the rest of the money coming in later in the year and that different types of projects will, you'll go out for RFP on those? Exactly. So um, the way the fund is set up is it's composed of construction, like we just went out for, and um, then rental assistance and services. And um, then we also set aside some money for maybe maintenance or, or of a homeless shelter. So the next component we will work with council on is, is mainly is try and do something for um, folks that are already in their homes and might need help with rental assistance or utilities and we're looking at that how we can how we can help people that are currently in homes but are struggling to stay in their apartment and a, a way to do that is maybe help with rent or help with utilities so we're looking at that and um, then we're we'll be looking at what the current maintenance and repair needs are in our current shelter system. And we'll be doing that this fall. So I've got a question about sort of the other work that the the city may be doing to try to help uh, relieve this crisis, which this uh, affordable housing levy that was passed was a great first step or one step of many, maybe it's not even the first step. Uh, But it is, it seems like it's just one small component of a very complex problem. Are there other things the council is working on to help loosen up this market, create more affordable housing across the full spectrum? That's such a that's another great question. So, you know, we the affordable housing task force had a list of 13 ideas and we are working right now we have fee waivers for if you're going to be building affordable housing and it's the fee waiver is for affordable housing up to 80% of median. So it's a little higher than the 50, but we still have a lot of folks that need help in that arena. And we are looking at fee waivers, impact fee waivers for those projects. But those, it's very specific because it the fee waiver is for a project that is going to be affordable up to 80% of median, but it has to be affordable in perpetuity. So it it's it's pretty specific project that is going to be able to be maintained forever as affordable housing. Also looking at accessory dwelling units, and that's a really exciting time because we're going to be looking at allowing folks to build in to make it easier to build another unit on their current property or to um, add another unit to their house, like maybe make their their bottom floor or their basement or their garage into another place for people to live. So we're looking at those. And that that's kind of, of, of our task list. That's what we're looking at right now. And then we have other things that we'll be exploring over the next year. What is interesting, though, about the Affordable Housing Fund is now other jurisdictions, not necessarily in Clark County, but other cities up and down I-5 are looking at 
trying to model the what the Vancouver's done on the Affordable Housing Fund to their area. Oh, well, that's great. You know, that um, leads to another question that I had, which in in your work, are there other cities doing work that you've seen that you that you've thought we should bring that to Vancouver? Yeah, that's another great question. So, one of the so the city also has a multifamily tax exemption program where, if you it, it it's basically to try and incentivize people to build in a certain area to help density and choice, and we made the change in that that it has to have a. a affordability component or meet some other needs of the city. So in Seattle, they have something similar, but they they just passed a new ordinance that requires, if you're going to do any housing construction in certain areas, that it requires an affordability component. And um, so it looks kind of like inclusionary zoning and where you're requiring something, and the city is, we're, we're looking at We'll be looking at that possibly after we've seen how, what the impact of the current work that we're doing. Because we're doing a lot of work on affordable housing, and we want to make sure that that the pieces that we are doing now work and evaluate that before we move to something more, even more stronger, like inclusionary zoning or, or requiring some level of affordability. You know, something that I that I was thinking about as uh, preparing for this meeting was um, that there's the legal and technical definition of affordable housing. And then there is also, which is a, is a deep need. And as we've seen, uh, the city of Vancouver and the environs have a great need for the technical definition of affordable housing and which is really, which is subsidized housing, which is making it affordable for people at very low income levels. Then there are a lot of people who are kind of in that um, not so sweet, sweet spot in the middle where they're not low income or very low income by the technical definition, but they're still priced out of the market. Uh, You know, folks who may want to buy the, you know, two $250,000 starter home that there just aren't anymore. And are there things that the city is looking at and working on to help sort of that middle, that middle area that may not be a legal definition of affordable housing, but for kind of just the general common people, you know, walking down the street, going to work every day, who find they, they can't afford to live in the city? So that's a huge problem. As you know, our housing costs just keep going up. People are being priced out all over the region. So it is a huge regional problem. Um, We... um, and we have an economic development department that is trying to work to create more jobs that'll help that. We're we're working on it, but I've been and my team have just been focusing on that, trying to deal with the really low income. Mm-hmm. And there are folks who are in crisis and need help and in right crisis, now. Yeah, to try and deal yeah. with that piece. From your perspective, uh, working for the city and, and having uh, been in this position for a while and seeing the efforts at community development, do you have a sense of how we got to this place where we have ended up in this crisis? People love moving to the Northwest. Um, it's very interesting. I was just doing a little bit of research on homelessness. And for example, the 
along the Northwest. So California only has 12% of the population of the north of the whole nation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yet they have 25% of the homeless population. So folks like coming here for all sorts of reasons. So we've been experiencing not only an increase in folks that are homeless coming here or ending up homeless here, but we also have all other all other aspects of people moving here. So have a lot more people, a lot more demand on the current housing stock we have. And then, you know, when we had the recession, people didn't build, but yet there were still people moving here. Um, we Portland is is a huge housing market and is really struggling with their housing costs. And folks have been coming over here to try and buy houses over here as well. Um, so it's more of a it's a regional problem, and. Um, that that's kind of how we got here. It seems like a lot of the the trouble with having plentiful affordable housing is you know, that it is better ROI for the for the builders and developers to not build affordable housing, but to build more expensive. They get they're able to sell it for more, rent it for more, and so uh, you know that, that's the logic of capitalism. If I can make more, I will make more. So. Uh, having the financial incentives uh, and fee waivers for developers to make it more attractive for them to build affordable housing is great. Have you seen, are there other incentives? Are there other things that make those projects more attractive for developers to build? So you're talking about financial incentives or just like... Whether it's financial or or are there other things that the city is thinking about, working on, that may be more than simply giving them money. Giving (laughs) them money, yeah. Um, It ends up being that even somebody that has a mission to develop affordable housing you know this is this is what I want to do it's it's really important to me to make sure that everybody has a home Um, they in order the the costs right now are so high for land and construction that they have to have some incentive they have to be able to make that margin or else they won't be able to maintain housing over the long run other than money it's what what we try to do is work with people to, like, maybe they want to rezone a piece of property. We will help them rezone that property in order to make it so they can build affordable housing there. Uh, we're looking at, when we look at incentives, we look at ways that for a financial incentive and maybe a zoning incentive. So we're trying to figure out what will work best for a particular project. So right now when folks come to the city of Vancouver and ask what can we do? We want to build we want to build here but yet it's not it might not be the right place. We try and help them either figure out how we can make that zoning work for them or figure out another place. Peggy Sheehan from the city of Vancouver. Uh, I, we'd love to have you back and talk more as, as these projects develop and, and we see and hear more about what's going on. Give us an update. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you, Temple. It's always a pleasure. And that's our show. Thanks again for being here. I'm Temple Lentz and this has been Hello Vancouver. If you'd like to find out more about Hello Vancouver or check out videos of our live stage show, you can do that at hellovancouver.us. We're produced by High Five Media and look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks.